guys um thank you for tuning in this is a short message for parents for leaders of kids ministry and also for daycare leaders and some teachers as well teachers who uh, believe in the word of god uh so just we're gonna go in we're gonna go and start with bible verse today so get your bibles um 
and then we will start
so get your Bibles. Uh, God, we thank you for this time. We pray for your presence, your Holy Spirit. We pray for the spirit of conviction, uh, clarity, wisdom, your teaching to come forth. I pray that, Lord, wisdom will pour in the room. Um, even deliverance will pour in the room, God. I pray for conviction to pour in the room. I pray for understanding to pour in the room. I pray, God, that uh, boldness will pour in the room, that your people will hear this, that what you have to say. And they will start to move in your word, not just be hearers only. So I thank you. Uh, yield myself to you, God, for your presence to pour throughout me. Speak out of me, Adonai. Let your presence be among us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so let's go to uh, Ephesians four seventeen to 32. I'm going to read this passage, and I want you to really listen. Really, really listen to what God is saying here. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of your mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, okay? Being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. I want you to highlight the blindness of their heart being alienated from the life of God, okay? And the understanding darkened. 19. Who being past feeling, having, um, who, who being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, meaning that in their past life, in their old man's life, they were doing things that are not of God. To walk all unclean, unclean, uncleanliness with greediness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. 20. But you have not so learned Christ. Meaning that they've not put on godly things. Godly desires. Godly principles. 21. If indeed you have heard him. And have been taught by him. As the truth is in Jesus. That you put off. Concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So it's saying that if you indeed have known who God is, have had experience with him, have, have, have had communion with him, then you would know that you are no longer the old man, that you will put off what is not of him, which is the corrupt deceitfulness of lust, and be re renewed in the spirit of your mind, right? Be renewed. The Bible says that, let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. So you are renewed in Christ Jesus. 24. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. I want us to read this part because uh, what I'm going to talk about is basically something to do with this. Uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. 25. Therefore, put in away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And what I'm going to talk about is talking about how we have to be people in this world where we don't lie to each other concerning uh, our issues. What, what if somebody is, if you love somebody, you will tell them what's wrong, right? The Bible says that God chastised those that he loves. Because we don't want to see that person in a wrongful state. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. That's the part I want to talk about. Nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole still no longer. But rather let him labor. 
working with his hand. What is good that he may have something to give him who has need. Now, I want us to go into the teaching. And I pray that you have a heart to receive what God is saying right now. All right. So we've had prayer and I hope that it blessed you. Um, Before we end, I want to give this two, four points that um, I want to talk to parents about these things, because uh, if you guys don't take a stand, uh, the world will take a stand. If you don't take a stand, um, the schools would take a stand. Okay, like I said, it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes you first, you know, as the parent. Um, the first point is, and this is not just for parents, this is for leaders in the church. And also, if you like a leader in the school or a leader uh, who has like a daycare. Um, and when I talk about this, I want you to, you know, the Bible says that those that have ears to hear, let them hear. Those that have eyes to see, let them see. I pray that you would get the revelation. Um and you get the insight and what it is that uh, I'm being led to share. The first point is, as a parent, you have to put your feet down when it comes to sexuality. Okay? You have to put your feet down when it comes to sexuality because you cannot let the school, you cannot let the world teach your child what is right sexually and what is not right sexually. You have to let them know, hey... Um, God created man and a woman. You have to let them know that is how it is. I don't care how many sexual identities out there. God created a man and a woman. And you have to let them know that what God made them to be as a man or as a woman is beautiful. It is perfect. That they are perfectly beautiful as a girl. They are perfectly handsome as a man or as a boy because you want to let them know that it's okay to be them because the thing is that, and I have seen this with my own two eyes, okay? I remember a couple years ago before the pandemic started, um, I was asked to come to um, career day at a specific school in Maryland and I was asked to, you know, talk about medicine. I took my lab coat. I always like to let the kids wear the lab coat, you know, those that are interested in medicine so that they feel, you know, they experience wearing a lab coat, knowing that they can too in the future be in the medical field. And so as I was there, I was, you know, talking about career, about medicine and all that. And it was like, uh, it was, uh, I believe it was a, a high school. I think it was a middle or high school. I, I don't remember. But as I was sitting there, God kept like letting me look at this particular girl. And she was a very beautiful young girl. But I was like, why do I, why do you keep letting me look at her? And the Holy Spirit said, keep looking at her. So I keep looking, and then I, I was looking at her hands. And I saw that her hands was like towards something else, was moving towards something else. So I looked at where her hands was, and I, I saw that she was holding the hands of another girl that was sitting next to her. And they were playing hands. You know what it means to play hands. Um, if you're dating, you play hands with your boyfriend. You know, like you guys put in your hands together and um, flirting with your hands. Or like a husband and wife flirting with their hands. 
And they were playing hands. And I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Um, I forgot to add this part to the, to the teaching. Uh, so I'm adding it. I just woke up from bed. So if, you, if I sound a little weird, just, just hear me out. And I was like, oh, Lord, this is not good. These are two girls in school playing hands. Basically, they were acting like they were together sexually. And I, I was like, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do right now. I continued to talk. And I was looking at the other girl because as I was looking at the other girl, I saw that she, had a, she already had a spirit of homosexuality in her. The way that she was sitting down, very manly, you could tell. I was like, yeah. She was trying to influence the other girl into uh, the spirit of homosexuality. So as I was discerning that, I was like, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do at, this, at the end of me talking. And I was looking at that girl, and I was looking at the spirit in her. And we were just having like a, a staring competition, basically. I was looking at the spirit. You know, when you call to deliverance, you are able to see the spirit in people through their eyes. And also, you can see the spirit from the person. God gives people who are in deliverance ministry the ability to see the two people, the spirit and the person. I saw the person, but I saw the spirit. I was looking at the spirit like, I see you, and I know you're in there. You are not going to be here doing this. I wasn't saying that, but it, you know, I was looking at the spirit that way. And at the end, I told the girl, the teacher, hey, I need you to... So as I was talking... I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I, I need to stop this because you, you, you pulled my attention to this. And he, he told me to separate them. And so I told the girl, I want you to go and sit over there. I found a seat. There was literally one seat over there. And I'm like, go, go sit over there. She was so pissed at me for separating them. The other girl was not that pissed because she has not yet come into the whole total um, um, bondage of that spirit. But the other girl was so pissed. And so at the end, I told the teacher, you need, and I knew the teacher, uh, I know that she's Christian. I told her, you need to separate those two girls. They cannot be in here doing that. That is not right. And as I was going home, I was like, Lord, it's very important that parents this is my second, um, my second point. As a parent, you have to be careful who is your friend of your child. Who is the friend of your child? Who is the mentor? Who does your child look up to? Because if you don't feel right in, inside, you got to stop it. Because many people, excuse the background noise, they're doing some, some road work. If, if the people that come into your children's life don't feel right to you, you have every right to tell your child, do not, do not be friends with that child. Because, look, I know somebody who, whose best friend, her best friend molested her, slept with her, raped her. Her best friend, who was a female, raped her, had sex with her, and she couldn't say anything for years. 
And she did not like being friends with girls because of that experience that she had. So, and she was like, I think she was like, um, before she was 12, before like she was in like eight, eight, eight years of age or something in elementary school. You got to be careful who is friends with your, your child. Ask them, who's your friend at school and what are they doing with you? Okay, and you have to invite them over, see them, okay? Because if the devil cannot, you, you know, use the teachers or use, and I'm saying the teachers meaning the, the curriculum that is being taught by the teachers. Some teachers don't have a say in the curriculum with this, you know, homosexual teachings that are happening in the school system. Some, some teachers don't have a say in it, so they have to teach it. And if the, the devil cannot use the teachers, he's going to use the people in, in the school, the friends that they have. So as a, as a, as a mother, you got to be careful. And as a teacher, you got to be observant to what's happening in your classroom and command that spirit not to stay there because that was a homosexual spirit trying to recruit other, other people. And yes, that's a girl. That's a little girl. But demons don't care, okay? They don't care how old the child is. And you have a, if you have a daycare, you got to be observant. What's happening in that daycare? If you have a ministry, what's happening in that ministry? And that's going into my third point, that if you are a leader, okay, in ministry, in daycare, you got, you know, I'm, I'm really iffy about, about the school system because teachers don't really normally have a say completely on what type of curriculum is taught. They can vote about it, but um, they don't really have a lot of say, like how, they, how people have a say in daycare and in, um, in ministry. If you have a ministry, you, you're the leader of kids' ministry, and you're, you're the leader of, of uh, daycare, you don't allow pedophilic people to come into the ministry or into the daycare. Because you know the spirit of pedoph- pedophile likes kids. So you don't hire somebody who has that spirit. The same with you don't hire somebody who has a spirit of homosexuality. And I know some people be like, no, that's not right. Listen, the spirit of homosexuality is as horrible as the spirit of pedoph- pedophilia. Do you understand? Let me, le- let me tell you, that spirit is aggressive. Very aggressive. I did not know how aggressive that spirit was until the, until the Lord led me to see the aggressiveness of that spirit by showing me through somebody. I was like, wow, Lord. And I kept seeing the spirit of somebody who has the spirit of homosexuality in church ministry, in kids' church ministry. Every, time, every kids' church ministry I've ever been, I've always seen somebody who has that spirit and actually live in that spirit. Like, you can see it on them. Like, they're dressing like a man. They never wear a dress. It's always a woman. She never wear a dress. You know, she's always dressing like a, a guy. And majority of the time, you know, it's not their fault. It's not them. Sometimes it's because something happened that opened a door. And, you know, some of them, they're actually praying to be free. And some of them, they don't really care. But majority of, majority of them have, the Bible says, do not practice homosexuality. In Leviticus, do not practice it. But they are practicing it by what they wear, okay? 
if you dress like a man, you're practicing homosexuality. Because God, God is not calling you to be a man. He's calling you to be a woman. And so I, I kept seeing the spirit. Like every kid's ministry I've been to, there have been somebody, a woman who is homosexual in that ministry. And I, I kept asking the Lord, why? Because that spirit is a transferring spirit. I don't know how it does it, but it can transfer into another person if there is a, if there is a space, if there is a door, an open door, okay? If there's an open door, it likes to come in. And the Lord took me to how when Lot, you know, was in Sodom and Gomorrah and how the angels of the Lord came down and they were in the form of man. And you say, Bernice, I don't think that angels can be can look like you know people. No, they can't. The Bible says that be careful how you entertain strangers, for many of you have entertained angels unknowingly. There are angels that come among us as people. Okay? And so here comes the angels of God as men to um, Lot's house. They come in and this is not like a you know a small city or a small town. This is a place where a lot of people are, and already they're already practicing homosexuality with themselves and with other men, you know, and women with women, men with men in that place. But for some reason, the the men of Sodom still recognized that there were new people, new men in the town, in Lot's house. They still saw the men coming to Lot's house, and that's the thing about the spirit of homosexuality that is that. It's never satisfied. When it sees something that's new that's coming to the region or coming to the place, it wants to have encounter with it. It wants to be around it. It wants to um, enter it. It wants to uh, persuade it to come to its side. Okay? And so what did the men do? They came to the door, and Lot was like, oh, I have virgins. I have daughters. They're like, no, they don't want the daughters. They want the men. And they kept banging on the door. They surrounded the place. They were aggressive. They were trying to find an open door to go in. And that's how the spirit is. That spirit is aggressive. It wants to find an open door. And if it cannot find an open door, it will make a door. It will make a door. It will bang on it until it opens. And so what did the angels do? The angels blinded their eyes so that they couldn't find a doorway. The angels had to intercede. And so if you're a minister of kids ministry, of um, daycare, I want you to hear this. You cannot, just as you cannot hire somebody who's pedophilic, you cannot hire somebody who's homosexual. If, you know, in the church is different. If the person has a passion for, for kids, put them in the, you know, um, technology place, like the IT system, you know, control the, the microphones, put them in, in uh, cleaning up and setting up, put them in the check in and check out area, because there are people who are homosexual that don't want to be homosexual. And so they know what is inside of them. So they, they don't want to be around little kids or they don't want to be around certain people because they don't want what's in them to go into that other person. 
And that is somebody who God is gracious toward because they know what they're carrying. They know that they're on their process of freedom. And so it's okay to want to help them, to want to have them still be able to help with the ministry but not be so close to the kids. Just as, you know, a church will not let a, a pedophilic person in the kids' ministry, but they will let a pedophilic person in the parking lot ministry. You understand? We don't kick them out, but we put them somewhere that will not encourage the spirit in them. And so what I've realized is that homosexual spirits love kids. Every time I saw this spirit in a, in a kid's ministry, I always saw that the, 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 um, the person who already looked homosexual was very passionate about holding the kids mostly they were in the like um in the daycare section of the of the ministry like you know the baby section they want to hold the babies you know they love to hold the babies and the you know the little ones the elementary kids they love those little elementary kids because they're vulnerable at that age they can't really speak up. They don't know what they're seeing. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't have language to what this, what they're sensing. And so they like those little ones. Doesn't mean they have the pedophilic spirit. It's it's that they have a homosexual spirit, and that spirit needs to populate. And if you're somebody saying no, I don't think so. Well, why is it that the devil is trying to teach homosexuality in school system? Why is it that the devil is so determined to open up sexuality in school system to teach about what gay is and it's okay to decide whatever gender you want to be. Why is that? It's because that's part of the enemy's assignment. So as a, <clears throat> as a leader, you got to be careful. You got to be very careful with who comes in your ministry. You know, Get to know the person. Really get to know the And get to know the Holy Spirit. Get to know discernment of spirit. Get to know. There are people, you know, God will send to your ministry who has already overcome homosexuality. And there are people who the devil will send who don't want to overcome homosexuality or, you know, perversion. They want to influence. And when I tell you that spirit is aggressive, that spirit is aggressive. I have seen that spirit be aggressive, very aggressive toward. They, they, that spirit is aggressive so much that somebody had to tell this girl, like, she don't like her like that. She had to tell her she don't like her like that, and she needs to stop. That spirit is very aggressive. So if you don't, and oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. If somebody who has a homosexual spirit and you can see it on them, they dress like a man, comes to your ministry, you have to sit down and talk to them and they want to serve in your ministry. You have to sit down and talk to them and let them know the word of God and, and ask them, Are you, do you um, want to be free? Do you know this is wrong? Do you want to change? And if they say yes, ask them to start dressing like a woman. That's a first step to show you and to not, not even to show you, to show God they want to change, you want to be better. Ask them to start dressing like a woman. 
And if they say you want to change them, then that's the spirit talking. Ask them to start dressing like how God called them. And that's not you being mean. That's you helping them. Ask them to start dressing like a woman. And if they, don't, if they are pissed and they don't want to listen, then they're not ready. Because if they're not ready, then that means that the enemy can use them to do things in the ministry supernaturally. Because they're not in a, a state where they're ready to let God change them. So that doesn't mean you'll kick them out of the church. Um, that means that you, you tell them to minister somewhere else, maybe in the parking lot or um, somewhere else that the Holy Spirit leads you for them to minister at. This, you know, I talk about this spirit because I don't... Um, one thing about ministry, deliverance ministry, is that God gives people who are in deliverance a, a grace for certain spirits and also a hatred for certain spirits. There are people who hate the spirit of cancer because they are called to deal with the spirit of cancer. They're called to, to deliver people f- from the spirit of cancer. There are people who hate the spirit of Jezebel because they're called against that spirit. I hate, I hate, hate, hate the spirit of homosexuality. I hate the spirit of perversion. I don't like it. I hate demons that turn people's lives upside down. I don't like seeing that. And when it comes to little kids, oh, I, uh, you are not coming close to them. No, 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 no. And so if you have people who are homosexual that practice homosexual, that dresses homosexual, that dates homosexual people, um, you need to put your feet down. You really do. And stop moving people around. Because the, the enemy knows that kids are little and they don't really know what they're feeling and have language for it. So if it's up to the enemy, he would want to open the door in that little kid's life maybe hurt the kid a little bit and the kid feel, feel sad or feel angry or feel offense. And then, voila, a door is open for that spirit to come in. And then you wonder why your child want to play with Barbie doors when he is eight years of age. Because that spirit comes in, lies in their dormant quietly until an opportune time, and then it starts to manifest in the child. And then it's too late. So be very careful as a daycare leader and as a kids ministry leader. Um, And if you're a parent, you don't tolerate that spirit around your kids. No, 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 no. And that doesn't mean that you're being mean. That, oh, you can't be friends with that, that homosexual person. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. And you know... I'm not saying to ostracize kids, kids that are homosexual. Majority of the time, these kids don't know how to handle this. They don't know how to handle the spirit, you know, that's in them. Because they're kids. But I'm saying who, somebody who's like an adult, like in 
high school, they know wrong from right. They know about homosexuality. They know it's not right, you know. Um, and you need to talk to the parents, you know, seek help for the child. I'm not saying ostracize the child, but I'm saying be careful. But if it's a ministry, you know, and a daycare, you got to put your feet down. Just as you would not want to hire somebody who's, home, uh, who's uh, pedophilic, who actually don't want to change. or Most people who are, have the spirit of pedophilia, that don't want the spirit in them. They don't want to be around kids because they know they have that spirit and they're trying to get free. And that is somebody that God has grace for because they know what's in them. And they know that they don't want to be around, around something that will cause that spirit to want to do something. But if, you know, and the majority of the time, they don't, those type of people, they don't, um, they don't put themselves in that situation. You know, they, they don't even want to be in uh, kids' ministry. They'll rather be somewhere else. But sometimes churches are, don't have discernment, and they put them there anyways. Um, but it's important that you listen to this. This is a, a warning from the Lord. Be careful when you allow homosexual people into daycare and into ministry, kids' ministry. Be very careful. Because that spirit wants the kids. That's why it's so aggressive in trying to teach the kids about gender differences and accepting all genders. Why, why do you think the devil is so intense about that? Because he wants to turn the kids into that type of lifestyle. So my fourth is, if you're a parent who has a child who's homosexual, um, who's practicing homosexual, dressing like she's a, a man, okay, you need, you need to be prayerful. And don't be babying, babying the spirit in them, no. Don't be buying them men things, sneakers, and all they want is sneakers, and so all, you want, all you're going to buy them is sneakers. Don't do that, because what you do is you are encouraging that spirit. If all they want is t-shirts, and you're buying them t-shirts all the time, you are encouraging that spirit. Buy them blouses, buy them heels, buy them flats, buy them girly things. If they, if they say they don't want it, you buy one for yourself and you buy one for them and say, we are going to work together, okay? I see so many parents who have homosexual kids encouraging that spirit by what they buy for them. Don't you know that what you, what you wear can encourage that spirit? That you're practicing that spirit by what you wear? And you got to be prayerful. You got to be prayerful. You got to... Teach them about the word of God and tell them that homosexuality is not right. And you got to take, don't be afraid to take them to deliverance when they are at that age that they're ready for that. Because deliverance is not forceful. That's why I'm saying you have to pray. Pray that they want to be delivered. Okay? Pray that they want to be delivered. 
because um, that's the first start. You can't, you cannot prayer is like salvation. I mean, prayer is uh, deliverance is like salvation. It's not it's not forced. You have to want it, and so your prayers will open the door for your child to want it, to want to be free. And so, do not celebrate that spirit by what you buy for them. They don't. They, they don't need more sneakers. Okay, they don't need more men clothes. You know, they don't need more T-shirts. Buy girly things for them. Buy makeup for them. Do your hair. The the demon will not like it. The spirit in them will not like it. But guess what? You see your child and you see that spirit and that spirit cannot stay. So you need to let that spirit know who's in charge. And you need to pray in your child's room. When your child is not there, go there and pray in tongues. Go there and pray in tongues. Anoint that place. Okay? And be very, 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 very careful who that child is friends with. And that same goes with, you know, if, you're, if you have a son that is being homosexual. You have to be careful who the same-sex friends that she has or the same-sex friends that he has. If all she wants to be around is women... All she wanted friends with are women, and they behave homosexually. You need to cut that ties because that's how the enemy is feeding her, or you know, or him. If all his friends are male, so you gotta be careful. And one last thing is um, the spirit of homosexuality can be seen in basketball, in sports. Mostly basketball, okay? Basketball is a place where the spirit of homosexuality can be seen. A lot of coaches, and I'm not coming after coaches, but the enemy likes coaches in basketball to turn them homosexual. Okay? And even the kids that are in basketball. If your daughter wants to play basketball... You got to be prayerful because that spirit is there. It's really there. That's every, 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 um, it's not just even in the world. It's even like in the, in the church, like people who are worshipers, they have to be very careful because worship attracts lust. The spirit of lust loves worshipers. Okay. And also, even the spirit of homosexuality, too. They love worshipers. Perversion, love worship. That's why David was looking at Bathsheba to begin with. You see that? <laughs> and it's not Bathsheba's fault. She was just at a place, and he was out of position. He was supposed to be at war. So, every, every, um, and like how the spirit of pedophilia likes to be around kids' ministry. So, Every, every industry has its demons that it attracts, okay? 
like the film industry, seduction, pornography is its demons. Lust is its demons. Okay, restaurant industry, alcoholism, addiction is its um in its its uh demon. So, as a parent, you have to be very watchful. You have to be very watchful. It's not something to play with. It's not. Um, what girl is coming around your, your daughter? Because that can literally destroy your daughter's life forever. She will be confused. What friends that she calls her friends, what are they doing when you're not there? You got to be careful. You can choose your kids' friends. You can help them choose. You cannot choose your friends, but you can help them choose. You can pray them away by choosing them. Like, Lord, I see that spirit on that girl. She cannot be around my kid. No, 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 no. Because you know it allows her to, to behave however she wants. You have the right to want your kids to have friends that are you know, not a certain way. You can pray them away. The, the Holy Spirit will, will remove. Okay? Like, there was this girl who, um, she said her friend molested her and had sex with her at a young age. And she prayed to the Lord. She didn't tell anybody until she was, like, really, really old. And she prayed to the Lord. And the Lord caused her, her parents, to move to another city. And she said she did not tell the girl where she was going. And she left. That was the Lord's doing, to separate her from somebody that was molesting her, the same sex that was molesting her and touching her. And she had to go through like this confusion stage. By the grace of God, she was delivered. All because of a friend that the devil sent into her life. So you have to be careful as a parent who your friends, who your kids' friends are. Be watchful. The Bible says that the righteous has to be careful. It's, It's in Proverbs. The righteous has to be careful who he or she makes friends with. And I'm paraphrasing. Because they could be easily swayed into that lifestyle of that person. So that they, could, they do not be influenced by the person. So let the Holy Spirit lead you. But be very watchful. Be very careful. Because you don't want... To have your child's life destroyed. Because the enemy wants your child at, at the child age. Why would, why would um, the king want to know where the wise men are going? Why would he destroy or kill all the little boys in the, in the town? Because the enemy wanted to kill Jesus off before Jesus became who he was. So if the enemy wants to kill Jesus... Why wouldn't he want to kill your kids before your kids become 
who they are supposed to be. So it's very important. This is for teachers. This is for kids, ministry leaders. This is for parents. Be careful. Be very careful. Because we are in, in a... In a in a um a state in the world where this is the spirit that is in the world right now that wants to be popular wants to be okay many years ago it was the spirit of alcoholism people were uh alcoholism wasn't a bad thing like you couldn't you you couldn't um sell alcohol because alcohol was frowned upon then eventually alcohol became okay People were selling it, and you know it became okay. Now it's in every place. You you cannot go anywhere without alcohol there. Even places that that you know you don't need to sell alcohol. They sell it like the nail salon. When you go get your nails done, they have alcohol there now. Like why? Why do you need alcohol in the nail salon? Why do you why why do I need to drink while I'm getting my nails done? And then there was, you know, um, the sex industry. Porn was a big no-no, but now it's everywhere. Even on TV, with why would somebody be in a bikini eating burger? Why would a man be half naked talking about soap? Or even talking about sunglasses? It's everywhere. And now... The spirit of homosexuality is... I, I saw a church with the flag of... With the homosexual flag at its doorpost. Like, the flag was at the door of the church. I was like... I mean, you can say that homosexual people are welcome. Yeah, they're welcome in the church. But you don't got to celebrate that spirit... They had a rainbow flag that is the homosexual rainbow flag. Not, not just like any rainbow flag, but a homosexual rainbow flag at the door of the church. I was passing by, I was like, Jesus Christ. No. No. You don't do that to the temple of the Lord. I can see Jesus flipping over tables right now. You can welcome homosexual people, but you don't got to celebrate the flag and celebrate. You know what the flag means to them? You don't got to celebrate what they're doing. They're allowed to come in the church. That's where they're going to get changed. But when they come, you got to let them know you can't stay in here like this. Just as an alcoholic cannot come to church and want to stay. You don't want an alcoholic want to stay there alcoholic or in a drug addict want to stay in in you know in the church drug addict still two years three years still a drug addict no you don't want to you don't want that you want them to be different you want them to change everybody in the church want them to get well so why is it that everyone in the church doesn't want to see homosexual people come and leave change and be changed it's because there's a, a, a sleeping spirit that has been released in this world to cause us to not want to see what's right in front of us that's wrong to not want to <clears throat> to not want to speak against it because oh 
you you are you are attacking me or oh you you hate you you're homophobic well guess what yes we don't like the spirit we like you but we don't like the spirit just as somebody is drugophobic or sexophobic or porno, pornography phobic because it's not right it's not the lord's doing and it's not marvelous in his sight People don't hate the homosexual person. They just hate the homosexual spirit. Just as a family member who has somebody who's a drug addict is in the family, they don't hate the family member. They hate the spirit in them. They hate what's causing them to destroy your life. That's what they hate. And so when you come to the church, you are like family. They love you, but they don't like what's in you. They don't like what's causing you to destroy your life. No family loves to see their, their, their family member on drugs or in, in addiction to, to, to sex or to, to alcohol. They love the person. They want to see the person free. They grieve for the person. That's what's happening when you are a homosexual person that goes into the church. They grieve for you. So this ends this little teaching that is to parents, to teachers, and to kids ministry leaders. You got to be careful. Just as you don't want to hire somebody who's pedophilic, you don't want to hire somebody who's homosexual. And if you can't help it but have that person in there, because the Lord is telling you to have that person in there, um, have a, uh, to have somebody who's homosexual in there, then a lot of chances is that the person want to be free. The person has already shown you through their actions, through how they dress, through what they're doing, that they do want to be free. There are, you know, there are ministries where I see the homosexual person there, but the leader is not doing anything to help the person. All they're doing is having the person serve and using them to advance the kingdom of God, which is okay, but it's not okay for the person. Because you're not changing the person. If the person is homosexual and they are there, and they have not, they have they have not improved in any capacity, and they've been there for three years, five years, six years, you're doing something wrong as a leader. You're doing something wrong as a leader because just as they are being pouring, they are pouring out. You need to pour into them. You need to help them change, help them become who God called them to be. Because people, God does not send serve, uh, you know, people who serve in ministry just to come and serve. There is something that you're supposed to do with them as a leader. There is something that you're supposed to pour into them as a leader. Maybe it might be just to pour into them that they, they're confident. They're confident to, to reach for their goals, to, to, to write that book or to start that ministry or to, to start that business or to, to do something with your lives. Or maybe it might be your prayers and your conversations with them. To help change their mindset that they are not a man, that they are a woman, that God has called them to be a woman. Maybe it's for you to buy them some makeup, or buy them some girly outfits. Okay. So, that's my um, teaching for today, and it, it, I'm not saying that you know push away homosexual people from your life. No. But be watchful who you pour into. Because I will tell you this. There are people that I've tried to pour into. 
that I wasted my time. And, I, and you would probably be like, no, we never waste our time when we pour into people. I didn't waste my time when I poured into them. But to them, I wasted my time because they were not ready, because they were not open. You don't waste your time when you pray. Oh, yeah, pray for them. You do, that, that's why your time is not wasted. It's in prayer. But if somebody is not there yet to receive freedom, you can go up and down, buy this and do this and do that. All you got to do is release them to the Lord and pray for them. Because if you're not influencing them, they're influencing you. Okay? If somebody is an alcoholic and they don't want to change, you can do all you want to do. You can sit with them for, from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., day after day, night after night. Something is changing in them. But maybe you are just there to just sit with them. And then somebody else is coming to minister to them. And somebody else is coming to drive out that spirit. So, you know, deliverance, salvation is a process. Your, 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 your mandate might not be to completely see them change. But yours might be to pray. Yours might be to just be there. Yours might be to just, you know, buy them makeup. Whatever it is, ask the Lord what yours is. Because you don't want to exhaust yourself. When it's not your grace for that specific thing. So that's my, um, my teaching for today. You gotta be careful. The devil is really aggressive with the spirit of homosexuality. Like even advertisements. It's like men and men, women and women. They're trying to familiarize this sodomy, Gomorrah spirit. They're trying to make it okay in the media. And that's where it starts, in the media. Like, we should never see a man and a man on TV as a couple. No. Like, it's so prevalent now that you don't even see majority of the time a male and a female couples being celebrated on TV. Now it's popular to celebrate a man and a man and a woman and a woman as a couple. It's nasty. That's what it is. It's nasty and it's disgusting. It's an abomination to the Lord. And it's wrong. If it was right, a man and a man could have babies, could, could multiply. Like how God said, and a woman and a woman could have multiplied. If you cannot be together and multiply kids, you ain't supposed to be together. Because one of the principles of marriage, even with, with, even, even when we don't bring the church into it, people who are outside of the church, one of the principles of their marriage is to pop, populate, to have kids. Every, uh, regardless of what religion you are, the principles of marriage is to get married and have kids. So if you are getting married and you are a man and a man, a woman and a woman, and you're not having kids and you can never have kids, then I tell you that marriage is not a marriage that should be had. That is not a marriage. That's, your, that's confusion because there will never be a child from that marriage. So that is, that's not marriage. 
Anyway, so we need, we need to put our feet down. We need to uh, have a stand. We need to be people of God in this world of darkness. Um, of course, we have to love each other. But one of the ways to show people that you love them is to pray for them without even them knowing. I have prayed for people who are homosexual that they don't know that I, I pray for them. People, you know, God, when I'm driving around, God causes me to see people and I pray for them. You know, people who are, who are walking on the street that don't have a car. Even people who are, on, you know, stand, standing at the, at the bus station waiting for the bus to come. I pray for them. And God help them get a car, you know. It's important to pray. Prayer is a way to show that you love people. You know, when I see somebody who's homosexual, I'm like, Lord, please help them. Deliver them. Help them. So I don't hate people. I just don't like that spirit. I don't. And God raises up, just like I don't like that spirit, there are, there are people in previous years that hated the, the spirit of alcoholism, that hated the spirit of addiction, that hated the spirit of, the spirit of uh, porn industry. There are people now that hate the spirit of porn industry. They have a, a strong hatred toward it. There are people who have a strong hatred toward alcoholism because they are called against that spirit, because they have a, a hatred that God has placed in them for that spirit. So thank you for listening, and I hope that this really encouraged you to have a stand, take a stand against that, okay? Take a stand. If we don't take a stand, the world will take a stand for us. And we don't want the world telling us what, what we need to do. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. So you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to Devoted with me today. God bless you. We won't keep fighting. We won't be ashamed. We'll keep confessing, Jesus reign, no matter how long, we'll keep on praying, nothing can stop you.
So now we've had the teaching. I want us to read the, the passage that I read before again. And I, I want you to get the revelation here, okay? This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the fertility of their mind. I have a hard time saying that word. <laughs> Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. Basically, the people who do these things, who have understanding, who have a darkened understanding, you know, are alienated from the life of God, um, are like aliens to the life of God, meaning that they don't want anything to do with it. Um, um, basically, also have blindness in your heart. They have not learned Christ. 21. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God. In true righteousness and holiness. So you see the importance of allowing people who are struggling with this spirit. To know that they are supposed to walk in the newness of who God had called them to be. That your heart should not be darkened anymore or blind. You know that they are supposed to learn Christ. Because in him there is truth and renew their mind. So we're not supposed to encourage and, and celebrate these things of deceitful lust. 25. Therefore, put in away line. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. When you tell somebody, when you are a leader and you, you, know, you tell the person who has been in your leadership for years... 
And of course, all these times you've been praying for them. And you sit them down and say, hey, you know, God does not celebrate homosexuality. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to, you know, change? And they are all, you know, yes, they want to change. Okay, stop wearing those outfits. Start dressing like a woman. You know, this is you putting away lying. Because if you turn the other cheek and you pretend that you don't see that there is something wrong and you've not been praying for them, then you are basically not telling them the truth. Right? You're not telling them the truth. You're supposed to help them. You cannot tell them, oh, yeah, you're perfect. Everything is perfect about you when you're in sin, when you're practicing homosexuality. Let's continue. It says, this is my favorite part, 27. Nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have, not, that he may have something to give him who has need. This is really profound here. This is what God wants us to do when we are in the house of the Lord. If you stole, still no longer, but rather do what is right, labor with your hands, that you may have something for yourself and something for other people too. So when people who are homosexual come to the house of the Lord, God is saying, let him who is homosexual be homosexual no more, but rather walk in purity so that his purity or her purity can be an example for other people to walk in purity. Let's go to uh, Ephesians 5. Walk in love. And, and then Ephesians um, 8 to 14. Walk in light. Therefore, be imitators of God as their children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. All of this, uncleanness, all uncleanness, including homosexuality, do not let it be named among you. Do not let it be named among you because it's not fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Some translation says, you know, um, lust and all that. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. And this part is about like when you are in the world. Do not let this world deceive you with you know, um, empty words of sexual identity, sexual, different sexual genders. Do not let them deceive you. Eight. For we... Were once darkness, but now you are light in the in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the spirit is all is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. I want to pause here. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Is it acceptable to the Lord for the person to dress homosexual? No. Is it acceptable for the Lord 
for the person, you know, to behave and do homosexual things for men and men to to date and have and 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 marry? No, it's not. And so, as leaders, as as parents, you gotta put your feet down. It's not acceptable for the Lord, so it's, it's not acceptable acceptable in this house, in this daycare, in this kids ministry. It's not acceptable. We don't welcome that. We welcome you, but we don't welcome that spirit. That's not something that we celebrate. You got to put your feet down and have no fellowship with the unfruitness works of darkness. 11, but rather expose them. Everybody want to tiptoe around the conversation of homosexuality or same-sex gender. Everyone want to tiptoe around talking about lust. Expose it. One thing about spirits, they don't like to be exposed. They hate to be, be exposed. That's why when I told the, the girl to go and sit over there, she was angry because she saw, you know, the, the spirit saw that I knew what was going on. And I did not like it. Because both of these girls are supposed to be somebody's wife. Both of these girls are supposed to be somebody's mother. Both of these girls that I was talking about that were in the classroom that I had to separate were important people in the future. Both of them. But the enemy wanted to perverse them, wanted to destroy their, their view of who they are, their identity. Let's continue. It says here. And have no fellowship with the unfruitfulness. Well, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. 12. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. 13. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. It's important that we walk in love, we walk in light, and we remember not to grieve the Holy Spirit and to put on the new man. But many people have really distorted this understanding of what it means to walk in love. Walking in love is not accepting a person's bondage. Walking in love is not allowing a person to be bound and be in slavery to the enemy. Oh, the person is um, struggling with this, so and the person wants to be accepted for wanting to like the same sex, so we should walk in love and love on them and, and love them and say that it's okay and hug them and say it's okay. No, we are to hug them and tell them we love them, but it's not okay. No, 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 no. If you're a parent, you, got, you, you don't tell your kids it's okay for them to like the same sex because that's what they like and that, that's, that's, that's who they are. No, that's not who they are. That's the enemy, okay? That's not who they are. We have to expose that and say, no, that's not who you are. If your child, as a parent, if, you're, if you, you keep hearing your child is like slapping people at, at, at school or stealing, you're going to tell them that's not who you are. You, you, you don't steal. You don't slap people. So why is it that when it comes to 
sex, gender, you're like, oh, that's how you feel, then that's how you are. No. No, 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 no. That's not who they are. That's not how they feel. That's the enemy trying to make them feel that way. When you gave birth to them, when they, when you were there as their father, when you picked them up from the, from the hospital as babies, what did they have in between your legs? What they had in between your legs is what they are. So when you're growing up, remind them what they are. And that's how you walk in love. You walk in love by not allowing someone to walk in bondage. Not entertaining that spirit. That's how you walk in love. There is a passage in um, the Word of God that talks about how if your neighbor, if eating a certain food is going to tempt your neighbor, then do not eat it around them. Because that is showing them love, that I know that what I'm eating is something that is your weakness. So I'm not going to, I want to find that passage. So I'm not going to do that around you. That's walking in love. Saying that, I know, I see that you have this bondage. I want to pray with you. But I want to know first, do you know this is not something you, you want in your life? I want to know if you want to be free. Remember when Jesus came to the man who was at the pool of Bethesda? I think that's the, the name of the pool. He was laying there for many years. And he, he, he said when the angels, of the angels of the Lord came and stirred up the pool, he tried to get in there. And every time he tried to get in there, somebody else got in front of him. What did Jesus ask him? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? You got to ask the people, do you want to be made well? It's important. Very important. Because we cannot be around here celebrating people's sicknesses. Some of them they did not put it on themselves. Some of them were raped. Like what I said about the girl. It wasn't her fault. Her friend touched her. But even her, she knew it was wrong. And she wanted to be made well. She never gave in to the spirit of homosexuality. She never did. She, she knew that spirit was inside of her. But she never gave in. She never dressed like a man. She never... Um, Wanted to have sex with other women. She never actually had sex with other women as she explored her sexuality. But she knew that something was imparted into her in some way. And she pleaded with the Lord and she prayed. She fasted. She asked God to remove it. The enemy opened doors to try and cause her to be snared by bringing people who are homosexual around her a lot a lot and I think she should write a book and she she was in the, in the spirit enough to discern that they, that's what the enemy was doing she, the enemy was trying to bring friends who were homosexual around her 
to cultivate that spirit that was imparted in her that she doesn't want. So I want to read this passage from the Word of God. Um, I'm trying to find it to its best. Yes, I found it. 1 Corinthians 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 8. Let's see what 1 Corinthians 8 means. Ah, it says, be sensitive to conscience. Let's read it. Now, concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowing knowledge puffs up, up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no other God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, and of whom all and of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all through whom are all things, and through whom we live. And I'm going to add this, live and move and have our being. I love that passage. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. However, the knowledge that we have from First uh, Corinthians 8, 1 to 6 is in a lot of people who are Christians. But some of them don't have this knowledge. And so it says, however, those I don't have this knowledge. It says, however, there is not in everyone that knowledge. For some with consciousness of the idols. And their conscience being weak is defiled. But food does not condemn, I mean, but food, but food does not commend us to God. For neither if we eat are we the better. Nor if we do not eat are we the worse. But beware, lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. This is the part that I want to talk about. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened, at, to, be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? So we cannot be people who say, oh, we have knowledge of this. However, when we present ourselves in a way that can cause other people to be questionable, like, hmm, you say it's idols, but I see you looking at it like it's idols, not really looking at it as, as though God is the higher Lord above all these idols. It says, for if anyone sees you who have, no, who have knowledge eating in an idol temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak 
right? First of all, that conscience is weak to eat those things offered to idols. To be basically persuaded to eat those things offered to idols. And because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. So I want to give an example of what this is saying. For example, if you're somebody who, let's take outfits, for example. Okay. Maybe you're somebody who wears certain outfits at home because you're, hmm, let me see. Yeah, you wear certain outfits at home and you don't get tempted because you have Christ in you. You know the knowledge of, you know, you are free. You know the knowledge. You are comfortable. You are, um, you are not weakened. Your, your mind is not weakened. Okay. You are sensitive to the spirit and you, you know, you are, you are free. You are not bound to that spirit of lust. And so you wear certain things at home. But when you go to the marketplace, you don't wear those same things when you go out there. Because you know that there are some people in the world that don't have that knowledge of freedom from lust. So they, they're actually bound to lust. So you don't wear those outfits to go out there because you know that if your brother, your, your, your brother or your sister see you in that outfit, they could be... They could, that, that could be a way that they will be fed and they could perish or stumble. Twelve, but when you, when you touch sin against the brethren and wound your weak conscience, you sin against Christ. So that means that when you purposefully put on those outfits and you go out there, swaying yourself, knowing indeed that when you are at home and you're around certain people at home, Maybe your, your roommates at home are males and you know that they have self-control. But you don't know that people, everybody in that world has self-control. Or maybe you do know that people don't have self-control. And you, you don't care that your, your body is a temple. So you go out there with the same outfit in that you wear in the house. House outfit. And you go out there with, that, with those little outfits on or with your shirt off if you're a man. Then those that don't have self-control yet, you are causing them to be stumbled. You're, you're wounding them. It's like a woman who purposefully try to be a lusting spirit toward a man. It's like when I went to church and I got out, I got out of the, you know, the car. And as I was walking, I saw this guy just staring at this lady and I looked at her and literally like everything was jiggling everything was jiggling and I was like oh my god the outfit that she was wearing she needed to put a cardigan over that outfit and as she was walking some men were trying the hardest not to look at her when they saw her they turned around but some men were looking and I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So I quickly um, walked. And as I walked, I got to the front of the church 
to enter the church. And then the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, go back and tell her she needs to put a cardigan over that outfit. And I was like, this lady is probably like in her 40s. And you want me to do I knew that that was a spirit of lust because I, I, I'm a discerner. I can feel people. So I was like, oh, Lord. So I went up to her. And I said, hey, uh, you want to put something over your outfit? And she was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, uh, you want to put something over your outfit? You know, like put like a cardigan over your outfit? She was looking at me like, like, what's wrong? Like, what do you mean I should put something over my outfit? And I realized that she was not aware, like how it says here. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. She was not aware of what was happening. Of having a knowledge that she was actually being used as a temptation for the men to, to stumble. And so I was like, okay. I told her, you should go to, go to the bathroom and, and look, look at your back. Just go to the bathroom and look at your back. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she went to the bathroom. And as I was going to my seat, I said, Holy Spirit, please minister to her. Minister to her because I did not want to say anything to her. You, you told me to, to tell her, and she's not getting it. So minister to her. And I went and sat down. Somebody like that, like her, she doesn't know. She doesn't have the... The conviction yet she doesn't have the the um the understanding the understanding the knowledge yet that she is actually walking in lust by what she was wearing and that's why it's important as people in the church to talk about presenting yourself as a living sacrifice to the Lord and not just in what you dress how you live your life. Because the Bible said here in, in the book of Ephesians 4 and even Ephesians 5 that we are to be truthful to each other. We are to speak in truth to each other. We are not supposed to lie to each other. Every man that was looking at her, some of them were looking at her lustfully. Some of them didn't want to look at her because they didn't want to be tempted. Nobody said anything to her. And I didn't want to say anything to her. But the Holy Spirit was like, no. Go back there and tell her. I didn't tell her the, what she was wearing was lustful. I didn't know how to tell her that. But I told her, uh, you want to put something over your outfit? You know? And she was acting like, why? And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, this is beyond me. Go, go in the mirror and go look. And I told the Holy Spirit, help him. I mean, help, help her. Because I don't know what else to say. So... The same way with the spirit of homosexuality. Some people might not get it, and they're not there yet, and I understand. But we don't kick, we don't kick them out of the church. We just rearrange them somewhere else that they can serve, that they might not be an influence to a child. Because these kids, they ask questions. I remember one of the kids asked, who's Bathsheba and who's, who's David? And it was Resurrection Sunday. And she had all these questions. I was like, oh, Lord, this is an intense question. <laughs> On a resurrection Sunday. We're not even talking about Bathsheba and, and David. But she had those questions to ask. 
Some, sometimes these kids will ask, why is that person dressing like a man? You know, why, why is a man and a man together? They have questions like that. Expose the truth to them. And also, if you minister to somebody who's homosexual and they don't want to hear you, let the Holy Spirit minister to them. That means your, your, your assignment in, in their life is done. Like how my assignment was done. I wasn't going to keep beating the, the lady with the... I didn't even say anything about the word of God. I just said, put, you, you might want to put a cardigan over that. And she wasn't getting it. So I was like, okay, I, I, there's, there's nothing I can do, but the Holy Spirit has to intervene. And my, my assignment was done. I went in and sat down, did not go and try and talk to her afterwards. No. I left her in the hands of the Holy Spirit. And so, as a leader, you got to minister to people who are homosexual. You got to say something to them about their lifestyle. And this spirit has demons that feed that spirit. Lust. The spirit of lust and the spirit of Jezebel feed this spirit. So, there are people that come around this spirit to feed it, okay? And so you can have people who are lustful around people who are homosexual because you're feeding them. And so you have to be careful where you put these type of situations. But at first is to expose it, to talk to the person about it, like, hey, if the person is not dressing like homosexual, the person is not dating a, the same sex, the person has not confessed to you. I mean, if you discern it, pray about it and ask God to give you more insight into it. You know, but if the person is not homosexual, like I said in the first part of this series of perversion, there are people that the enemy uses to pronounce homosexuality on people who are not homosexual because that's the way that the enemy plants seeds, seeds of sabotage, seeds of condemnation, okay? That's how the enemy plants seeds because the more the person hears it, the more it, 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 it goes into their, into their mind. And then they start asking themselves, you know, is, are, they, are they right? No. Because the enemy is very tricky in those ways. Like how he tried to plant seeds in, in um, Eve's mind to eat the fruit, that, the forbidden fruit. The same way the enemy does. He plants seeds through people's mouth. Okay? So if somebody come and tell you somebody is homosexual and the person does not look homosexual, they don't behave homosexual, they don't practice homosexual, they, you know, they say they, they like the opposite sex, then pray about it. Don't. Don't go around trying to tell other people that they're homosexual if they've not shown you. And if you really, really want to know if, you're, if, if, if they are, but they're pretending not to be, then you need to ask the Lord, and he will expose it to you in a vision, in a dream, something to you as a leader. Okay? But if the person has said that they're not, just let it be um, and pray. Because what I've found is that a lot of people in this century that we live in pronouncing homosexuality on people, especially the little kids in the school, pronouncing homosexuality on people because they don't like that guy, because maybe they're not attracted to that type of man. Maybe they're attracted to taller men. 
or taller boys. And so, oh, you're a homosexual, oh, you're a homosexual in, in school, okay? And then the, the kid is being bullied, and then their mind is like thinking that their friends are, or their, their, their bullies are telling the truth. And then they're confused. So, we have to be very careful with be sensitive to our conscience. And this, is, this ties to it too. It says at the end, 13, Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. If how you dress, if you take your house clothes outside will make your brother stumble, then don't take your house clothes outside. That's what it's saying. You know, if you are calling your somebody homosexual when you're not homosexual, then that and that's gonna make them stumble. Then don't say that. Don't don't pronounce those words because life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those that eat it, and those that love it will eat its fruit. Every word that you speak has a fruit after it. Just as if putting a pedophilia person in a, in a kid's ministry will cause them to stumble, then don't put them there. If you realize that they're, they're pedophilic, then take them out of that ministry and put them somewhere else. And then pray and ask them if, they want, if you know, find a way to minister to them. If a homosexual person is around somebody who's lustful, dressed lustful, then you don't want to put them around those type of people because they're going to be tempted because you love them. So you see what this passage is saying? It's not about idols. It's about love. Because idols are under our feet. The Bible says in Luke... um, I think, I forgot the passage, but in Luke it says that God has given us authority over all, over serpents and scorpions and over all the kingdom of darkness. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. So we know that idols are little before us. That God is the, indeed the giant of all. He is the, the Lord of lords, the king of kings, the God of gods. But there are people who think, who are afraid of idols. The people who are afraid of demons. And the people who are not because they know who and who they serve. But those that are afraid of demons, you have to be careful with how you talk to them about demons. Like, I, I, don't, I don't tell a child, you have a demon. No. I say you have, you have this character about you that I don't, I don't really like. You know? You say, I, you have this character that it's not really, really, you know, would Jesus like the character that you have? Would Jesus like how you're behaving? No. It's a way that you present to them. That is love. So um, I'm done with this whole teaching and whole talk uh, to teachers, leaders, and parents. Please, please, please take a stand. 
Don't let the devil win with this homosexual spirit. Please take a stand. Don't let the enemy win. Because your children is his playground. Literally. It is his, play- <laughs> it is his playground. That's why he's so intense about having homosexual teachings in the school system. That is his playground. That's where he's starting it at. So you got to put your feet down. If not, Sodom and Gomorrah, we're about to see it explode. There were times in the, in the past, many years ago, where if, if you saw a man lusting after another man, like homosexuality was hidden, like hidden, hidden. Nobody wanted to talk about, like, nobody wanted to be called homosexual. Now, everybody want to experiment. There are even kids that want to experiment because they want to they wanna fit in. Do you know there are homosexual um, cliques in school? In your kids' schools? Like, all the homosexual people there want to be friends and... If you want to be their friend, then you have to dress like them. Like how, when I was growing up, they had the emo kids. There was that dress um, in all black. And then they had the, the nerd kids. I was part of the nerd kids. You know, I had friends that were in the, the emo kids. I had emo kids friends. They, they dressed black all the time. I didn't understand why they were dressing black. But now I get it. I didn't judge them. I was still their friend. I would still say hi to them. But I, I, I always had it within me not to hang out excessively with them. I always had it in me not to, like, meet up after school, you know, just be in the classroom with them or be at lunch, but never, like, go beyond the school with them. Even though they invited me to, like, after school, walk over to this place and go and sit under this tree I just never felt right to do that. So there are like cliques of homosexual kids in your child's school. So please, 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 please take a stand. Don't belittle the other kids that are struggling. Pray for them. Pray for their parents. Pray for them. But let them know that's not of God. Expose, expose the word of God to them. Shine the light. Walk in the light. Show them that that's not God. God did not call them to be a man. God did not call them to be a woman if they're a man. You got to teach the kids that who they're called to be is who God. God does not make no mistakes in gender. He was not confused when he made Adam. He was not confused because if he, if he did not make Adam, Eve would not have come. He used his rib to make Eve. So he wasn't confused when he made the man first. So he's never confused. He looked at everything. It says in Genesis that after God made everything, he looked at it and he said it was good. So God says to you, you are good as a man that he made, as a woman that he made. You got to tell your kids that. You are good, just as God created the heaven and earth. You are good. You are good. 
Don't let the devil persuade you anything else. You are who God called you to be. We got to take a stand. In the school, in the, in the daycare, and in the ministry. Don't throw people out, but rearrange them to help them and to help other people too. Just ask, you will not put a pitiful person in a kid's ministry or a pedophile person who's struggling with that spirit will not want to be in a little kid's ministry. You would, you would not want to put somebody who's struggling with a certain spirit in a place that they will not be able to grow. Or you cannot help them grow and be better. All right, so love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that this whole word fall in good soil. And I pray that God will give you more insight, more revelation into it. And it's my prayer that we will start to see more of advertisement of a man and a woman in relationship. And all those homosexual advertisement be removed from media. It is disgusting. I hate seeing that. Just horrible. Anyway, y'all have a great life. Have a great day. Have a great life. Have a great moment with your kids. Enjoy your life with your kids. And let them know who they are is who God created them to be. There is no mistakes in them that God made them a male or a female.
secret.